0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Infinite Mind Podcast. This is episode six. It is Friday, June 26. Um, Welcome back. I know I'm not doing these as often as some would like, but I just want to say that if you have checked this out before, thank you for the support. Sorry for the inconsistency as far as how often these come out. Um, And if this is your first time here, welcome. Um, uh, At the moment, I, I would like to do these more often, especially since bands can't really tour right now. And there's a good chance I might not play another show till next year or do any traveling whatsoever. So there's really no excuse for me anymore uh, for these to be somewhat sporadic. Uh, But this is my podcast to connect with you guys, whether it's talking about what's going on in the world of Borno Osiris, whether it's talking about my solo music um, in Motive, whether it's talking about the music that I do for Movies or TV shows, or video games, anything that I'm doing, um, and honestly, half the time I'm telling you what's going on in my life that has nothing to do with music. So this is kind of just a way to to follow me a bit closer. Um, we'll talk music. So even if you just want to hear, you know, a metal dude's take on on certain music, metal or not, this is your, this is the place you want to talk guitars. Whether you like, you know, my body of work or not, this is the place that we can all come and hang. And uh, I'd like for this to be interactive. So. Follow me on social media. It's Leo Cyrus, L-E-E-O-S-I-R-I-S. And that's on every form of social media. So that's Instagram. That's Twitter. Um, As far as Facebook goes, uh, I think it's Lee McKinney Official, uh, L-E-E-M-C-K-I-N-N-E-Y-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. So you can get at me on any of those. Ask me a question, something you want me to cover on the show. I I love that, and interact interaction from you guys makes this a lot more fun for me. So today we are going to talk about the new Boo record, um, what's going on in my solo career, uh, things that are going on in Motive world, which is great because sometimes that's also sporadic. Um, but it, things are picking up there, and so I'm, I'm excited to um, to dive in on all that. I do have news on all fronts, and and so that's you know that's rather exciting. Um, And I usually start this podcast with, or every podcast, with what I've been up to. Um, This is usually where I say fun things that have been happening. But I'm going to change this section up just for this podcast. Um, Obviously, it's been a shit show for a year here in the United States and elsewhere in the world. From COVID-19, aka coronavirus, to the killing of George Floyd and issues on police brutality and systemic racism, we've had a chaotic year. And you've heard tons of opinions on COVID-19. You've heard tons of opinions on Black Lives Matter. And I'm no expert on either one. Uh, I've done basic research on COVID, and I've seen that every day there's new and conflicting, contradictory opinions. Uh, I've done basic research on police brutality, racism, the Black Lives Matter movement as well. And again, I just see conflicting and contradictory opinions on uh, both you know, sides of, of, of everyone's opinions. Um, Let me say two things before I go any further. Um, COVID-19 is a real issue in this country, 100%. How large of an issue it is, I'm not going to go there. Um, And racism is a real issue in this country, 100%. 100% racism is an issue here. How deep into our system that goes, I'm not here to debate with you either. Um, what I'm most worried about is that I feel we've somehow escalated from a country where um, left and right were just political sides to a country that is now completely divided into left and right. And it's gone so far beyond each side having a set of beliefs that they simply vote for. It's become a civil war of words and opinions that is being blasted everywhere from our Twitter feeds to our streets to our front doors in, in a lot of cases. I would not be shocked if this civil war of words turned into something where our words are not the only weapons. This is a scary time right now. I do have my beliefs on coronavirus, but I'm not a doctor. Even the doctors can't agree on how to handle COVID, so you really don't need my opinion. Um, as far as Issues on systemic racism. I'm a white male who's clearly grown up in the United States of America with some privileges. Um, to be honest, half of which I had zero clue about until recently. These are things that are somewhat behind the scenes that you don't necessarily see right in front of your face. Um, I've, I've come to learn that just because I didn't grow up in a racist household doesn't mean that racist households don't exist. Someone's single experience of racism in the world we live in are their single experiences alone. So I consider myself to be learning more about racism, white privileges, and any issues of this nature uh, every single day. Therefore, like COVID-19, I don't believe you should be getting your facts and opinions from me. There are clearly issues with racism in this country. I've said it a few times now, and I'll say it one more time. There are clearly issues with racism in this country. How far deep they go into the build of our society isn't something I should be spouting off about. Uh, my, My opinion is going to be an unexperienced one. So, if I do have one thing that I want you to hear from me in this moment, on this podcast right now, it's something very elementary that hopefully our parents taught us when we were kids. And that is, treat people how you want to be treated regardless of color of skin, their religion, their political beliefs, or whether or not they're wearing a fucking mask in a grocery store. Treat people how you want to be treated. Hopefully there's nothing controversial about that statement. And hopefully there's nothing to argue about when it comes to that statement. I think it's words that we can all live by. And they will make this world a better place. And how silly is it? that such an elementary and simple basic thing that we've been taught our whole lives, hopefully is something that can still make a huge difference today on a huge level, a non-elementary level, a systemic level, uh, a, a worldwide level. So I know it's simple. I know it's almost laughable about how simple that is, but please treat people around you, everyone, how you would want to be treated. Now, Because I don't want to shout a bunch of my opinions, um, you know, to the rooftops, that doesn't mean I don't have a platform to help. I've heard things like white silence is violence. And while I find that statement to be a bit extreme, I want to take a moment on this small platform to give you four websites, organizations that you can donate to that will make a difference towards both the issues of COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not grouping these together as a, a jumble. They should, they should each be paid attention to individually. They're both completely different issues. However, these issues have been all we've heard about for the last three months. And so I, I want to come in and, and not blast you with more opinions and more just, just crazy media. Um, so I want to just do, I give you my thoughts. I gave you one thing, just treat people nicely, treat people well. Um, But I just want to just say, this is how you can help, no matter how far you believe this shit goes into a system of our world, no matter how bad you think COVID is, no matter how deep you think racism goes, this stuff here that I'm about to tell you does matter, no matter what your opinion is. And and that's the point I want to have here. As far as Black Lives Matter, the first organization that I've picked is the Bail Project. The goal of the bail project is to post bail for people who cannot afford it. And this is going to be reuniting families. This is going to be restoring the presumption of innocence. And this and, and that's a huge thing in our country. You should be innocent till proven guilty. And when you are arrested, a lot of families, especially in a lot of the troubled areas that a lot of these protests are happening in, they can't they can't get their their loved one out of jail. They they can't get these people back off the streets that might have just been peacefully protesting. We're not talking about looting are committing crime for opportunity, We're talking about peaceful protesting, getting people out of jail that don't deserve to be there. We have the right to peacefully protest in this country, and that's something I don't want to be I don't want any more of our rights stripped. So, you can donate to the Bail Project at www.bailproject.org. That's B A I L P R O J E C T. Dot org the second organization is one a bit more uh, near and dear to me this was called my block, <laughs> my block sorry my hood my city my block my hood my city this is an organization based out of chicago this is where i grew up they provide relief to small businesses primarily in black communities that have been ravaged by looters A quote from them states, out-of-state looters have taken hammers and batons to our communities, breaking windows of small businesses and spraying graffiti, using this crisis as an opportunity to tear down black communities. Funds raised will go to support our ongoing operations and efforts to repair small businesses. You can donate to this cause at www4 org. That's F O R M Y B L O C K. dot org. All right, that's two for the Black Lives Matter movement. As far as coronavirus goes, it's still here. It's still lingering. And now that we're opening back up, you know, you're seeing spikes everywhere, including Texas, where I now live. We were one of the first that's to open back up. Um, and again, I'm not going into it. But I hear one day we've opened up and there's no new cases. And then the next day I hear Texas is overrun with cases. Well, I think it's starting to get to a point where, again, opinions aside, because that's not what I want to do on this podcast. There are a lot of cases in northern Texas. There's a lot of cases in Texas, a lot of cases spiking again anywhere in the world. And I'm not here to tell you to wear a mask or tell you what to do, just like I don't want to be told what to do. But this is an issue and you can help. So I'm going to pick two less obvious organizations surrounding the coronavirus issue that, uh, that you can donate to. Again, a quick Google search will pull up a ton of places to donate, to donate to for a variety of different reasons. But I chose these two. The first one is called First Book. This organization provides equal access to quality education for kids in need since 1992. At the moment, excuse me, donations will help deliver over 7 million books to children in need who do not have internet access right now. They don't have home libraries, but they need to continue learning during this pandemic. You can donate at www.firstbook.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-B-O-O-K k.org. The second one is called Music Cares. It's one word. M-U-S-I-C-A-R-E-S. This is a beautiful organization that offers funding and support to musicians and artists. uh, Whether it's hospital bills, COVID-19 financial relief, etc. I've talked to this company firsthand. And I know they quickly and efficiently will do their part to help fellow artists in need. They have offered money back when I broke my foot and had... A really quite intense surgery uh, for the injury I had it at the time. They've reached out about financial support for my band members during this pandemic. Um, and, you know, some artists will choose not to take it if they think it's better served somewhere else. This isn't just like a cash grab for every single person. Some people don't need it. Some people do. And the people that do need it, this company is going to help them get pass that that hospital bill that has them uh, you know, stuck on the ground. Um, it's going to help them pay their rent so that your favorite bands and musicians can continue doing what, what you hopefully love that they do. So they need to take donations in to help send them out. So this is just like any of these other organizations that are helping. This particular one will send a check to a musician to pay his rent oftentimes made out to his renting facility or, you know, a landlord or something like that. So it's it's going to the right place for, for the people who need it. Um, you can uh, donate to, at www.grammy.com slash cares. That's G-R-A-M-M-Y dot com slash, again, one word here, M-U-S-I-C. A, R, E, S. Thank you for listening to that part. I don't often go talk about world problems or political issues. As a matter of fact, the the intense and overall abundance of opinion and news and media you've had on COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter movement. Again, these should not be bunched together, but I'm just saying these are the big recent events. Um, it's been so overwhelming that i didn't even want to do a podcast i haven't been in the mood to talk about any of it publicly because everyone's on our side now and you're crucified for whatever opinion you have i often find that things make the most sense when you when you think about them from the middle and so that's why i said earlier left and right is is past a voting pool at this point in time it's it's tearing the united states apart and It's a fucking mess. So, again, thank you for listening to this little part of this podcast. This is not what this podcast is about. It's about lighter things, guitar, music, fun. But I would be crazy to not address it. And I think I would be even worse to not attempt to help in some way. I know it's not a ton of people watching this podcast yet. It's new. It's a small platform. But with any platform you have, you can make a difference regardless of opinions and how deep you think these issues run. Okay. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to, if I remember when I post this video, I'll I'll put these links down below in the description as well, but um, at least you've heard them from me here now. Okay. Let's get back to some normal things that do occur in this podcast. And this is a section called what I'm listening to. This is Mm -hmm. when I like to give Sometimes metal, a lot of t- sometimes not metal, uh, and a lot of times I'll give one of each, something that you would expect me to listen to and something you definitely would not expect me to listen to. In this, this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about one thing, and that is my good friend Misha Mansour, aka Bulb, his new release. This is called Archives, Volume 8. This album is 14 songs. It comes in at 50 minutes. And this is Misha Mansoor from Periphery, as I'm sure you all know. Um, I've been blessed to call this guy a friend for many years now. He's always been a great guy. He's been willing to help me. And at this point, he makes a living out of helping artists um, and producers with his amazing line of products, both guitars and, and get good drums. And he's almost made a living creating music for you and then helping you do the same on your own. And I think it's a beautiful thing. But point is... Um, that uh that he's been this guy forever and so I have a story here for you 8 years ago we were on tour together i got my first axe this is the number 1 unit that came out with um the first model um and i think he had, had one you know a bit longer than me this is still the beginning of the company's rise However, he had more experience, and that's kind of a thing that a lot of people look at Misha for, is, is being great at guitar tones and, and things of that nature. So I get my first Axe Effects mid-tour. I had an amp go down. I was still using amps and pedals at this time. Uh, it's mid-tour, and I'm at Soundcheck, and and this Axe Effects arrives. I have a show to play this night. Same night, um, I needed tones immediately. Um, and he helped me build what I needed day one so I could have a great show with great guitar tones. And so you know, I think his patches at the time were probably in high demand. I'm sure he almost had some secrets that he wished he could hide, but he, or he could have just kept hidden, but he was a good dude, wanted to help out, um, got me sorted that, that show immediately, and I ended up having, you know, what I needed. I think at the time for Born of Osiris, I needed like a low fi patch for Empires Erased, the beginning. I needed uh, a rhythm tone, a tight rhythm tone, which I'll explain in just a second. And then a lead tone, maybe two. As far as, um, this is a little side note (laughs) that I'm just going to give you. Um, is sometimes people ask how I get certain breakdowns super tight. And that's how it actually is stemmed from an idea that Trent from After the Burial taught me back in the day. He was using one noise suppressor, which we constantly, which we need, right? For our guitar tones, because they get noisy. Um, but he had a second one on his pedal board and I was like, what's that one for? He's like, well, that's so I can suck the remaining gain out of this thing. So when I do those breakdowns that are really, really fucking tight, that gives me that tightness that I need without having both engaged or one set so high that it sucks the life out of the rest of my performance. So when I'm talking about these tones here, I run a rhythm patch that I riff on live, but I also have a rhythm patch that you probably wouldn't have a ton of fun playing on. And that's for breakdowns and really machine gun type rhythmic patterns. So anyways, let's get back to Misha. <laughs> I know that's random, but I think it'd be hopefully helpful to you guys out there. Um, fast forward to what was it a year ago, a year and a half ago, uh, my studio got robbed. Tons of gear stolen from me. Uh, he shipped out some Horizon products to get me back on my feet. You know, the the preamp, the Apex, the uh, the drive. Um He sent me these things just as, again, as a helpful friend. And I had had some of these products that were already stolen from me. So a couple of these were his second time sending me them. Again, he never asked for anything in return. I'm sure, you know, hoping that I'll do my part in advertisement, right? But um, again, this is just how good the dude is, um, who is at this point making a living off of helping you guys and all of us kind of grow and move forward. So let's get back to the release archives eight. So obviously brilliant musician. He's paved a pathway for so many guitar players and musicians to be inspired from. Um, so this is the beginning of a countdown. Um, if you will, every two weeks, he's going to be dropping another archive. I imagine the next one is seven down, um, to what I think is going to be his debut full length. I might've read that somewhere. That might be a fact that's common knowledge that I'm kind of missing. Um, but I believe that he has a solo album written and every two weeks, you'll get these countdowns until you have the debut. And I don't consider the, the archive eight a debut. This is old material. Um, basically what the archives are basically his previously recorded and unreleased unused material and I think it's cool to see this side of an artist because you usually only hear like perfected and polished songs that there was a team behind the recording process, often the writing process. Um, basically, every aspect of a release that you usually get from an artist, there's a ton of people involved with. This is cool because you're getting these recordings straight from the source. But this kind of thing, you get to see the artist great work. good the bad the ugly and that's almost the best part about this it's kind of a flex this whole thing because if this is unreleased this is what you could easily easily call his misfit songs his is excuse me his uh his unused riffs you know this is technically supposed to be the things that are not his best but what you'll see is that he's not making anything that's bad ever really You'll have songs with joke vocals or, or silly talking. There's April Fool's songs. And underneath, you'll have brilliant riffs. It's a flex that's hardly intentional. It's awesome. Uh, the standout track to me was called "Borthel Cash, I believe. Uh, and in parentheses, April Fool's. This particular track is a 12-minute adventure. And while you will find a lot of repeating ideas and concepts, I found myself wondering... Is he joking and brilliant, or is he serious and brilliant? But there's one thing I'm not mistaken on. He's a brilliant songwriter, brilliant musician, multi-instrumentalist. This is a must-listen, and I would get on listening to it now if you haven't yet, because I'm not sure. It might have been out for a couple weeks now, and so you might have The Next Archive uh, out today or tomorrow so I I would definitely get that you're listening of this one out of the way because the next one's out any day so that is the bulb the bulb archives volume eight release cool uh usually I talk about tour dates here and I hope we can get back to that soon but at the moment nothing so let's talk about born of osiris news As far as the new Boo album, it is done. It is mixed. It is mastered. It sounds incredible. A week or so ago, we finalized the album title. This was tough this time around, and I think it always is in a way. A band is like a marriage or relationship, but you have multiple partners. If you think that it's hard to make decisions with one partner in life, imagine five equally devoted equally caring um partners i mean in a record label let's not forget that i think we found something that we're all into and i'm excited to bring it to you um i might have mentioned before but the album's 14 tracks um i would say potentially our longest album it's right there with the discovery i would say as far as longest goes um there's a ton of guitar solos on this one, so for the people that enjoy our music for that reason, you're gonna get a lot of that again. It's very riffy. Um, I feel like it's a culmination of everything that we've done musically. So you're gonna have your oddball, you know, tracks that sound like we were tripping when we wrote them, you're gonna have our more structured things, you're gonna have progressive ideas you're going to have kind of everything that you've heard spread out on all of our different releases in time up until now come together in one place um i i i might have you know recency bias when i say this but i think it's our best work a hundred percent i mentioned on the last last podcast that we have nick rossi as our new band member who not so new at this point in time but he's been playing bass live with us but he's a great songwriter and he adds this new flavor to the band so in previous history when Cameron and I would be writing the instrumentals and then you know Ronnie and Joe would you know get the vocals going on top of that we now have Nick who is a equally amazing songwriter riff machine he's great at synth writing synth uh, creation from the ground up it's just a pleasure and now we have a few of us writing the music and uh and we're all we teamed up on the vocals too uh, this is the first time that all of us were there for the vocal process since I think the discovery. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm fucking pumped. I think it's it's our it's our best work, but you can be the judge of that when it comes out. And I can't tell you the the title yet. I wish I could drop that on this podcast for the sake of publicity here, but it's just not right for me to do at this point in time. And the release date is unknown to me. I have no clue when it's coming out. I would like to to imagine that we can get it out this year. There's also the mindset of if we drop it this year and don't tour for another year, um, is it almost, did it kind of come and go by that time? You know, we do want to tour on it when it's exciting for people and when it's new to people and give them that, oh my gosh, this is that new music and here it is live kind of thing. So I'm not sure which way we'll go with releasing it but it is done Um, we're working on art right now we have a beautiful artist from another country I can't tell you his name right now off the top of my head but just super unique Um, we're kind of taking a step away from what you've typically seen from us in Born of Osiris artwork we kind of want this to be a departure uh, as far as imagery goes and um, yeah I think I think everyone will dig the you know the approach we're, we're taking on this I hope I, I just, should, I should say, I hope. All right. Um, as far as my solo music, I think I might've said in the last podcast, but again, this was a month or two ago. Uh, my second album is done. Now with this one, everything is done. The songs are done. The artwork is done. The album layout is done. How the disc, you how, when you open it up in person, the layout is all completely done. I will announce it officially soon for sure, but I can't wait to bring you this album. My debut album, Infinite Mind, has had such a positive response um, that it's been overwhelming. And it's definitely just made me feel super incredible about it. You know, when you take an adventure on your own without your friends that you've made music with for, you know, a decade or more, there are are nerves behind it. There's also the fact that you get to just do, be the only cook in the kitchen. So there's, it goes both ways on this. So for it to have been such you know, to get such a positive response. It's just been incredible. So thank you guys for reaching out, posting it, sharing it on your stories. If you notice on my Instagram, I reshare it every time. If you tag me with something about my solo album, I'll reshare it. And I appreciate everyone who's doing that. Um, That being said, with more time invested in something, you become better at it. And I really feel like I learned some things writing and touring on that first record. I've taken the knowledge and expanded upon those ideas and thoughts that I had when making that album um, and made what I think is an even better follow-up. I hope you all feel the same way when you hear it. But a good example of what I just said is, excuse me. Um, so I write the I write the record, right? And and to me, this is the way I want it to be perfectly. And you go on tour. My first tour was with Animals as Leaders. Beautiful, perfect tour to be doing that kind of music. Um what I got to see then firsthand was how the, the crowd responds to each part. And that's almost your firsthand view of what, is, what they consider what you did right and what they consider you did wrong. And I'm not talking about moshing, obviously, because I don't even consider my solo record a metal record. I'm not saying if the crowd isn't moving everywhere that I've done something wrong. But I, I can definitely tell by the looks on people's faces, even if it's not a, a headbang or a mosh, style push pit whatever that uh that they're enjoying it. So, I kind of found in certain places that riffs that weren't even my favorite on the record were by far like a landslide crowd favorite live. And so, you take these things and you learn from them and uh and I applied them to this new record and so I think what you'll get with this second one is something that um with your input and from what I've seen from you guys is almost a team effort and and where my direction went in creating it. So, Again, thanks for all the support on that and I appreciate it. As far as in motive goes, this is something for me that uh I'm not even gonna lie, it's become a frustrating, you know, avenue for me. Um and this has nothing to do with the music we make or the team that we have behind us. I think there has been feelings where I, I was like, oh, it's the team, and then the team turns around, they're like, all right, give us something, and then we slack. So this is no Nobody's fault here, but this they're just the organization for things between us all has never been perfect. So if you're following that project, thank you. It's my rock band. Um Nick from Buenos Aires is in it. Um Dave Escamilla, former Crown of the Empire vocalist, is in it. Connor White is in it. He plays with Bust the Fall and and City and the Sea and others. So We got a killer group, and we're making songs that I wholeheartedly believe in, but I just, again, feel like things haven't moved at a rate that I wish. There's a bright side to this now. Things are picking up here. We're going to drop you a fun little acoustic treat soon. Um, We also just tracked drums to two brand new songs. Um, And the rest of the instruments had already been tracked. So that's really the last step on, on... what they needed before now, you can get them, you know, in your in your earphones or on your in your studio and your speakers on your phone wherever. Um, So it's yeah, nothing is set as far as release date goes, but you'll be seeing music from the band very soon. Um, Yeah, again, we've put years into this shit at this point, and it's it's exciting that things will be seeing the light of day. And I have to say that just because things have felt unorganized as far as a team and release and consistent um, content goes, that has nothing to do with the passion that we put into this songwriting. So you can't, you're not going to, I don't want you to expect half-assed songs because if it got to that point, I'm fucking out. So yes, songs are coming soon. They're great. I love them. As a matter of fact, one of them in particular, I think is my favorite motor song we've ever made. So keep an eye out on that. I am very, very excited. Okay. Uh, I mentioned that the bulk of this is going to be a Q&A, the bulk of this podcast, episode six. So let's get into the questions. Oh My, my phone doesn't recognize my face with a microphone in front of it. All right. First question is from, uh, these are all on Instagram today, all, all questions from Instagram. First one is from Jean Marie Official, J-E-A-N-E-M-A-R-I-E-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. And they go, hi, I love your page. What song should I cover next? Well, that's a fun question. Um, since I'm not looking at this page, I don't know what instrument you play. If I assume guitar, I would say, let's do Infinite Mind, the song. That's an eight-string song, drop E. The reason I choose that one is because I find that it's the maybe the most adventurous off of the record titled Infinite Mind. Um, the tapping riff in the beginning is very challenging, but also attainable. It'll get you a multiple finger tapping, skipping strings, all that. Uh, I feel like there's a little bit of all kinds of guitar playing in that one, so if you're a guitar player, I think that would be a fun one for you to cover next if you have an eight string. let's say you're a drummer. I think a fun one is a never ending explosion because the kick drum pattern on that one is very challenging, and um I've been fortunate to play with you know some un- unbelievable drummers, and um I noticed that is the most challenging. Um for anyone to pull off as far as drums go um when it comes to playing live yeah, so there you go hopefully that that answers your question all right question two this is from friedman nineteen f r i e d e m a n n one nine have you planned anything for your solo career in the next month so yes, i have Basically, what I was focusing on with um, with quarantine and not being able to was content. And so if you noticed, each month I dropped a new video, a new music video or a playthrough. Um, and um, yeah, if you haven't noticed, check them out. We did uh, all the songs, basically all but two of the songs on Infinite Mind have a video out now. And as far as the next month goes, to answer your question specifically, the Infinite Mind track that I was just talking about a minute ago, I'm going to be dropping a video for that. This one in particular, my live band, a few of us sat in our studios and recorded our performance of it with the camera on us. And uh, so, yeah, we, you know, my my drummer sent me his files. Aaron Staconner is his name. I, he sent me his files. Adrian, my saxophone player, sent me his files of his performance and that's my job to put him in a session, bounce it out and give it to you guys. So you should have the one for Infinite Mind very soon. I played um, a beautiful new LM8X guitar that I got. That's my signature model. We're doing an 8-string for a limited time only. Side note, check out the Kiesel website if you want to see it. It's unbelievable what you're getting for the price. Um... And I did my, I think my favorite eight string by, by landslide. I don't know why I say, I think my favorite eight string by a landslide, um, is the, is the one I use in the, in the particular video that's going to be coming up in the next month. And then to follow that up, um, there's one, one song that I have not done a video for. I forget the title of it. Let's see here. Uh, Oh, Amanuensis. That's what it is. Um, it's track, I think, two on on this on the record. Um, I have to do a video for that still. So that'll come, you know, in the next few months. The thing with that one is, and why you might have not seen me play that one live, is it's the only... So on, on my record, there's seven and eight string guitars. Seven is all drop G. Eight is all drop E. However, one song, Manuensis, um, is in drop... It's standard tune seven with a drop A. that's correct, I think. Um, So, as far as when I went to Europe to perform, um, flying an extra guitar was uh, not feasible. I'll let you know, I think I made like a hundred bucks a night for a guarantee on my first ever solo tour, something really fucking terrible. Um, I'm not complaining because the tour was a dream, but like, you know, I had to pay for flights over there. I had to pay for a laptop to run on stage like the expenses that went into that tour i there was no money made at all it's quite the opposite actually so the thought of flying another guitar over there for one song didn't make sense so that's why you haven't seen anything with that song however it's one of my favorites it's very adventurous very fun i think it has one of the faster guitar parts on the entire record on there it's very challenging and um i love that song so content for that will be coming soon um for that video as well. Okay. Um okay. Next question is from Tim Bodidly. <laughs> T I M B O D I D L Y. And the question is, can we get a vinyl already? Damn, I sure hope so. I assume you're talking about my solo stuff because um Born vinyls are out, and I think you can get them for every record, if I'm not mistaken. As far as vinyl goes for my solo stuff, so basically when the record was coming out, it was a debut. We, The label as a is a business at the end of the day, and they don't know how much people are going to care when, when they drop something new. As far as printing vinyl goes, it's an expensive process when it comes compared to a CD, and especially compared to a digital release. So when I talked to them about vinyl, they said, hey, you know, until we see how this thing does, it doesn't make sense financially for us to go print vinyls, A, because it's expensive, and B, because um, uh, you have to print a certain amount to, to make it even worth it. So you don't just print 5, 10, 15, 20, right? Because um, it's just not, it's, it's insanity, right? So you have to print a bulk have to commit to it. And for that reason, at that time, they weren't ready to make that jump. Of course I want it, right? But it's not my business that I'm, that I'm running. Um, as far as the label is concerned, that's their position to make that call. All I can say is this, if you want an infant mind vinyl, I would definitely be hitting Sumerian up about it. Sumerian records because they're the ones that can make it happen. It has to make sense for them financially. I'm not here complaining. I understand business. Um, but let me tell you, I have vinyls of all my records that I've made in my life and, except for this one, which potentially, um, I'm not saying I care about it more than born but something you do alone and drop for your first time and and it's a dream of all guitar players, this shit means a lot to me, and of course I want that on vinyl. So bad, so bad. So, um, yeah, you know, to answer the question, it's not out now, but when can we expect it? I'm not sure. I'll send another email right after this podcast and bother my label again. Hopefully they say Yes. Um, But if you can do anything and you're listening to this podcast, hit up Sumerian and let them know that it's something that you guys want because that'll definitely go a long way. Next question from Andy Barthez. If I'm pronouncing these wrong, I'm sorry. It's A-N-D-Y underscore B-A-R-T-H-E-Z. Question is, what about a collab with Andy James or Angel Vivaldi? So first off, I would love it. I believe that not enough people are doing collaboration uh in this genre you know you listen to the radio and you have every artist is collaborating with every artist and you'll have most songs on the radio are collaborations between artists and I think that is so fun I, I love songwriting I, I it's my favorite part of doing this hands down I love touring but I've done it for over a decade now all around the world and I'm not complaining, but. Still, my favorite thing is writing a song and that feeling you get when you finish a song, you press play to listen back to it and you're just pacing around your studio or your room, wherever you write. And you're just fucking proud of it. And you're just like th- that to me um, is better than any high that I've experienced uh, from, you know, a substance or or anything like that. And um, that's just like natural. That's a natural high that has no hangover, that has no come down. That's just rewarding. And that is just to me the best, best, best feeling. Um, and so since it's most important to me, I want to collaborate with everybody. I'm so lucky to be surrounded by such talented people, such talented musicians. Andy James plays the same guitar company with me. We have signature guitars that sell next to each other everywhere. Um, I've been fortunate enough to play solo performances with him at Nam. Um, I would love to collaborate with him and I know he's just like me. So my, my second solo record, I, I did all on my own mixed, mastered, edited everything. And I know he does the same. And so I have a respect level for that. Um, and, um, so I would love to do it. And then as far as, uh, Angel Valdi goes, he, uh, you know, someone asked me on Twitter recently and I was like, of course I would love to. And then he actually responded, Dude, I tried, and, and you didn't get back to me. And, and I had to look a little deeper to find out he's right on that. Um, there was an opportunity at a time where I was a bit more busy that uh, he wanted to work with me, and I was not able to do it. Uh, and it's my fault. So we talked, Angel and I talked, since that conversation, and we are going to make it happen. He's working on his album. Uh, I think it's called Away With Words 2. Sorry if I messed that up. I believe that's the title though. And uh and I'm working on me. And when the time comes, I'm sure that we will uh collaborate with each other. And I can't wait for that day to come. Um and you know, I talked about touring with Andy James um on my solo stuff, and so I'm very uh I'm very excited. I think both of those will end up happening sooner than later. All uh, right, let's see. <laughs> Win new album, daddy, I think I talked about it. I mean, hopefully the uh, so question is from Matthias 350, M-A-T-I-S-T-H-R-E-E underscore F-I-F-T-Y. Win new album, daddy, I think I talked about it earlier. Um, but as far as the albums that are done, which is my solo stuff and the born one, which, which should be done with the artwork and layout in a month or less. Again, we don't know when for sure this is going to happen but we know that it needs to and um you know it's just the it's just the decision of whether we release now and then potentially not tour for a long time you know the another pro of that is that if people have nothing to do right now cuz they can't work then they get more time to listen to the album so there's pros on that and then the con is that people listen to it for a year and they're tired of it and then we're like all right we're going to go play it live and everyone's like yeah cool new record soon so Again, these are decisions that the team has to make. Every day of my life, I feel like I'm on a different side of the uh the argument. So, you know, I don't know. I think they could be as soon out as soon as I would imagine the fall if we tried hard. No, it's it's mid summer. right? Uh, I imagine it could be out in the winter if we want it. Uh I also would not be surprised if they get pushed to spring. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's born in December and my second solo record in the spring. So there's lots of different ways that this could play out. Um but thanks for asking. Thanks for caring. But yeah, it's 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 a tough time to make decisions in in the world of of music right now. Um All right, next question. This is from Mizzle Wizzle 133 M I Z Z L E W I Z Z L E 133. What are some of your favorite non-metal bands? And favorite horror movies. Well, let's do horror movies first, okay? My wife hates horror movies, and I used to love them growing up, and so I don't really watch them anymore because I don't watch TV in my free time. The only time I watch TVs with my wife, and so I feel like I haven't seen scary movies in fucking long, long time. Um, that being said, I met my wife on tour when I was on tour with Rob Zombie and Five Finger Death Punch, and Children of Bottom, cool fucking tour I'm on a um so meeting my wife on tour with zombie and uh she rode with me for a week, so every night we were just having drinks and front row for Rob zombie. it was fucking incredible and um I'm a fan of his music i have been i always have been um always will be i don't th- i his new music his old music I love it all and 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 here's why I'm bringing this up his movies are amazing and because that because of the importance of rob zombie and, and kind of my relationship we do watch his horror movies and i'm not just saying because the only ones that i watch i think he, you all know they're pretty incredible um he's got a fucking stamp that he puts on every movie that he does it's just his style it's dirty and and fucking hillbilly and fucking just gritty and i love it i fucking love his movies and and, and he does a great job making them too from his first ones to his where, where I'm sure budgets were a bit lower to his newer ones, uh, I love them all. So I'm gonna say zombie movies from you know all of them: House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell. Uh, I, I fucking love them all. As a matter of fact, we just watched the one, the Salem witch. You know about Salem witches? I'll be honest, with you, I had edible before I watched that movie. I I could not take my eyes off that movie and I read the reviews and uh, everyone's like, it's his worst movie, trash movie. People were complaining. I'm telling you, it might've been the edible. I could not take my eyes off this movie. And at the end of it, I'm like, I'm so thankful. I just watched that. I fucking loved it. Um, So even that one was fun. So uh, the question was movies and non-metal music. So I'll just cruise through my iTunes and tell you what I've been listening to. That's not metal. Um, there's a song called Count Me In by a hip-hop group called They, T-H-E-Y period. I actually love their first release. It's called like Hyena or something. Let's see if I can. Um, yeah, uh, New Religion, Hyena. Sick fucking record if you like hip-hop. And I'm telling you right now, I do not listen to a ton of hip-hop. So I know it's the first one that came out of my mouth. You might be thinking there's a bunch to follow. It's not the case at all. But this is great. Another album called... Most of Us Are Strangers by a band called Sea Fret. You might have heard their popular song called Be My Queen, indie pop. Um, Sleep Token, I talk a bunch about them. They're, I wouldn't say they're metal, but they're definitely hard rock, so we won't count that one. Um, let's see here. I have the song I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston because I think that's great. And funny enough, Sleep Token just covered it a week. This is when I downloaded I Want to Dance with Somebody, and then two things later, uh, Sleep Token does a cover of it. Pretty cool shit. Uh, Tigran Hamasian. Tigran Hamasian. I don't know how to say it correctly but that's jazz really cool shit I feel like half the time you just change the instruments in that music and it's a metal song, a progressive metal song cool shit uh, Notes on a Conditional Form by 1975 so yeah, that's some shit I've been listening to lately that's not metal Pliny, Birds and Surfers artist named Jeremy Zucker kind of a pop thing yeah So yeah, there you go. That's some non-metal shit. I think it's important to pull inspiration from all genres because one thing I've noticed about people in metal is that when they only listen to metal and they create metal, I feel like you're never going to be pushing any boundaries because you're being fed from the curve. You're always going to be behind the curve. And so I don't actually find it that interesting when I hear a metal band and they tell me that they listen to this metal record, this metal record. Yeah, we're, we're metal fans. I'm a, I, I, I listen to metal. I just reviewed a metal record with the bulbs, you know, solo stuff. Um, I listen to it. I play it for a living. However, I don't think it's healthy to get all of your in- influences from metal because it's just going to be regurgitated and you're always going to be behind the curve. So that's just a little side note about my opinion that you didn't ask for, but it's my podcast so there you go. All right. So this is my guitar tech. He wants to know the real shit. I am John Douglas is his handle. I A M J O H N D O U G L A S. He wants to know my favorite type of mac and cheese. And that's easy. We're talking box mac and cheese right now. I know we are. It's made by Kraft. It's their bougie line called Deluxe, and it is white cheddar and garlic. If you're a fan of macaroni like I am on my cheat days when I'm trying to eat like a total scumbag, try this Kraft Deluxe white cheddar and garlic box of goodness, and you will thank me later. I expect messages flooding my inbox about how incredible this macaroni and cheese is. You're welcome. Thanks John Douglas. That's my guitar tech. Also one of the nicest dudes on planet Earth. Loves what he does, has a passion for it in his heart and soul. Has an awesome band, uh Spades and Blades. Um just fucking shows up and cares, you know. There's you have those people in the touring world the industry where they got a job their their band couldn't go on tour, they didn't make it yet. So they get this job doing merch for somebody and they could give a fuck less. They just start going on tour because they've they've dreamt of going on tour. But they couldn't do it on their own. So they're there. They realize three days in, it isn't all that fun sometimes. There's a lot of hardships, especially working for the band. So you get a lot of scumbags out there. And I'm not calling the, the fucking industry out. No, no problems here. I'm just saying. You do get some. You get a lot of great ones. And John's one of the best of the best. Cream of the crop. He is uh, he works on guitars off tour now. And, you know, like if I don't have a job right now, he doesn't have a job um, as far as touring goes. So hit him up on that uh, Instagram handle that I just said out loud. He's working on people's guitars. So if you want the dude who makes my guitars perfect every day on tour to work on your guitar, you have any guitar problems, send them over to him and he will work magic for you. I promise you that. All right, cool. that's the q and a's for today uh just a quick note as i mentioned earlier we've been dealing with enough news and chaos lately so i'm just gonna take a minute to say the bands cannot tour right now you probably know this we don't make shit off of spotify we don't make shit off of apple music not many people are buying albums anymore merch is how we survive merch is how we survive merchandise t-shirts wall flags sweatshirts sweatpants whatever merch is how we survive. So google your favorite band's plus the word merchandise and see what they have to offer right now. I'm not talking about me or my solo project. Yes, I have stuff. I'm talking about your favorite band, whoever they may be. This is for everyone. We're all in this together. Things look larger than life when you see us on stage, but off stage being a musician is tough financially. We are blessed to do what we do, don't get me wrong. However, and I'm not complaining. However, I am saying that for the foreseeable future, we're going to be financially crippled. Uh, I should say a lot of people are going to be financially crippled by what's going on in the world right now. And and again, and a lot of people are. Any job. all Nobody can go to work, right? Because it's pandemic stuff. We are f- filtering back into it. So some people are working, some people aren't. I want you to know I'm not saying that only musicians have it hard. Okay, now that I've checked that off. Uh, we're blessed to do what we do. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But uh, mark my words, you will see the end of some of your favorite bands that were maybe like on the fence about the lifestyle. Maybe they were just barely making enough money to survive. Um, Now they're not making anything. And that band that was on their last straw, that's it. See ya. So I know we're all in this together inside the scene and outside of the music scene, whether you work at a gas station or in a band. I know it's hard for all of us right now. But if you do want to support a band, if you are in a fortunate enough position to support a band, Go buy some of their merch online. It really helps out. I'm talking about any band. This is, uh, you know, let's come together as a community. Let's support each other. Thank you for that. Thank, thank you for uh, my plug to uh, help us band, band guys out. All right. Well, thank you for being here. I'm going to close out with some sponsors and a giveaway. So don't go anywhere too fast because I'm not just shouting names, you know, to cut, to get a paycheck. I got something for you. All right, and that's with this first sponsor, Clocks and Colors. This is handcrafted men's jewelry. You can check their website at www.clocksandcolors.com. They spell colors O-U-R-S. So C-L-O-C-K-S-A-N-D-C-O-L-O-U-R-S. They also just started another side of the company called Etta Love, and that is for women's jewelry. So you got a girlfriend? Wife, want to head over there, hook her up too. There's stuff for everyone. Men, clocks and colors, women, I love. All right, we're doing a giveaway right here, right now. Thanks for sticking with me. All right, so here's the details. I just posted on Instagram a post about clocks and colors. What you need to do is tag a friend in the comments and follow clocks and colors on Instagram to enter. Their Instagram handle is at clocks c-l-o-c-k-s and and colors c-o-l-o-u-r-s um that's it go there tag a friend follow clocks and colors and you will be in- entered into a drawing to win a 200 250 fifty dollar, 250 uh a gift card that you can be used at clocks and colors so head over to the page that i just posted a uh, my my instagram leo cyrus there is a picture that has something to do with clocks and colors tag a friend follow clocks and colors and on sunday i will pick a winner you will receive a 200 250 gift card let me say that one more time 250 gift card two clocks and colors to get anything you want on the website check it out they have bracelets if you're listening, uh, you know, sorry, you can't see, but I have a clocks and colors bracelet on. Let's see what I'm wearing today. Uh, both of these rings are from clocks and colors. Um, I have one clocks and color necklace on, um, some of this stuff is over 250 bucks. Some of it's on sale for less than hundred bucks if they have a clearance sale going on. So maybe you can go get a couple things on the cheaper side, or maybe you can put your 250 bucks towards something actually really expensive or you can get something that's right around that price tag and spend zero money. But I'm telling you, it's a badass website and they have badass shit. And uh, I think that uh, you'll you'll see that 250 goes a long way. So Leo Cyrus is my Instagram. Go there. Go to my most recent post. Tag a friend. Follow Clocks and Colors. And I'll let you know Sunday if you're going to have a $250 gift card coming your way. Cool. Second sponsor is headrush clothing this is men and women biker style stuff well made stuff uh, the the prints on the shirts um, the, it's sometimes you'll get ink on a shirt you know if they, they print a logo on something this these people are sewing these patches on their designs are sewn on um, it's a beautiful company with high quality stuff and that's why I mentioned that things are sewed on like sewn on like that because um, I'm telling you, you know, obviously you can go and buy a cheap shirt and you dry it three times and you get what you paid for. You realize that the hard way. But uh, headrush clothing, good shit. If you like the style, I know that's it's not necessarily for everyone. Um, check that out. Uh, you, you might dig it. So that's going to be www.headrushbrand.com. That's H E A D R U S H B R A N D.com. Last sponsor. Here we go. This is Manscaped. All right. Get yourself a precise trim. You can use it anywhere, by the way, but it won't cut you up downtown if you're shaving. You know, you got to get right for your lady, for your man, for whatever you're into. You, you want to be well-groomed because that's just respectful, right? Hey, and if you do, if you have a partner who doesn't want your grooms, hey, you're off the hook. Get out of here. Cool. Manscaped. Get yourself a precise trim. Proper manscaping requires proper precision engineered tools not only does a man's sensitive areas require it but both hygiene and ergonomics demand it out now is the lawnmower 3.0 this is a top quality shaver it features a light so in your harder to see places you can see beautiful thing um let's see here this is uh you're not going in blind down there you know what i mean all right this thing is running at 7,000 rpms Holy shit. That's pretty crazy. This thing is waterproof. You want to shave in the bath? No problem. You want to shave in the pool? No problem. You want to go scuba diving butt-ass naked and shave at the bottom of the deep blue sea? No problem, guys. Fuck yeah. Make sure this weekend when uh, you're trying to do your business, you're you're coming prepared. Have a little spec. you know what I mean? All right. I want to help you guys once again. (laughs) Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping. On whatever you want from Manscaped with the discount code OSIRIS20 at manscaped.com. That is O-S-I-R-I-S-2-0. That's your code. 20% off and free shipping. And to redeem that code and get you some discounts, you're going to go to www.manscaped.com. And that's all for me today, guys. Any, I want to say thanks for listening a bit earlier about you know, the more serious things going on in this world, I know it's not exactly the reason you come here, but, uh, but thanks for listening and and please like do, do what I had mentioned and please treat people how you want to be treated. Um, doesn't matter what color your skin is or your religion or anything. Just, just treat people right. Because that's all we got is us. We're the only, we're sharing this earth with people and there's no reason not to get along. Sometimes you're not going to get along with somebody. Something happened to you. That's cool. But when you walk up to a new person day to day that you don't know, a stranger, there's zero reason to be mean to them, regardless of what they look like, regardless of anything. So anyways, please listen to that. Please be good to people. And uh, I'll see you on the next podcast. All right. See you guys. Thank you.